Welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy city executives empowered and healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster, I'm a nutritional therapist on Harley Street, London, specialising in gut health, hormone optimization therapy and fat loss. And I like to transform people's lives, losing body fat, building muscle, and then once you've lost all that body fat, you can be left with a little bit of lack of confidence because your body maybe is lacking the collagen in the face, so you have skin, and I really want my clients to feel confident at the end of their transformation. So one thing I love about our guest today, Annette Power, is the semi-permanent makeup that uh, she uh, applies, which I have enjoyed myself with eyeliner and lip as well. Let's talk a bit about Annette. Annette Power has been providing expert treatments in permanent makeup services and medical tattooing for over 20 years. Having been based in Harley Street, London for 19 years, she now operates in Beecham Place, Knightsbridge. Her team offer microblading, permanent eyeliner, eyebrows, lip liner, freckles, beauty spots, and semi-permanent makeup removal using a strongly preferable and quicker alternative to laser. As well as a permanent makeup, Annette is highly regarded for her treatments disguising scars as a result of circumstances such as accidents, surgery, burns, acne and self-harm. She also offers services for ladies affected by breast cancer by using her skills to recreate the areola. Annette also trains on a one-on-one basis all the cosmetic and medical treatments she offers for those wishing to to take this up as a career. Her extensive training and knowledge mean that her treatments are tailor-made for each client, ensuring they always get the best advice and up-to-date techniques available. Annette, thank you so much for coming on. Well, hello, Steph, and um, thank you for inviting me on. It's nice to speak to you again. Now, before we go into it, at the start I said semi-permanent makeup, but then as I started reading further, it's actually permanent. So I, I thought that my treatment would fade over time. Um, so do you want to uh, correct me a little bit on that one before we get going? Um, yeah, well, well, that's... For clarity, permanent makeup, semi-permanent makeup, microblading, micropigmentation are, are, are all actually one and the same. The umbrella term is actually micropigmentation. And when I came into the industry, which was 20 years ago, having had these treatments done on myself, um, and and I couldn't understand why it's called permanent makeup because I kept having to go back and having top-ups, which actually is a good thing because fashions and colours change. So so I actually brought the term in of semi-permanent makeup. So permanent is the term because there are molecules still left under the skin when treatments fade. On some people they fade completely and on some people they fade and there's sort of a bit of a shadow there. But over time they should fade and that's why it's, in in my language, semi-permanent makeup. I see. Okay, fine. So, um, and you have treated me on my eyeliner and also lip liner, which is a very natural effect. And I found you to be very skilled, and uh, your attention to detail is just extraordinary. Thank you. So, tell us why those clients choose semi-permanent makeup. Why, why do they do that instead of just using the normal makeup? Well, basically, you know, people come to me because they want to look well. And, you know, we, we all have 
young and older adults, you know, we're you know we're out and about in the world, and you know we generally, especially these days, but you know, all you know over the last few de- decades, people have always wanted to look, you know, a good version of themselves, you know, and that can include what you cover, what I believe in as well, which is nutrition, you know, you're going to the gym, eating well, you know, internal health, mental health, but also on the outside. You know, people want to look as nice as they can with the least amount of effort. And if somebody, you know, puts makeup on, they basically don't necessarily want to have to do that every day. So if they can find a skilled technician that can make them look as though they've got the most perfect eyebrows and a lovely light, you know, lip blush, which looks very natural or, you know, nice eyeliner, whether it's natural or a nice winged eyeliner because they draw that on every day. You know, it's great because it's time-saving and they look well. And if they go to the right person, it looks very natural and it enhances how they look. Mm-hmm. And that improves self-esteem, self-confidence, and we all need a bit of that. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people that went off the door to the postman or the milkman without having a full face of makeup. You know, and it's, it's very freeing to be able to, you know, get up, look in the mirror and actually look well. And also for those who have allergies or are very sensitive to the ingredients in cosmetics, is this something that can offer a solution for them? Yes, um, although I don't think that, that, that there was a huge percentage of people that are necessarily allergic to makeup um, that I've come across. But, but obviously, you know, to be honest, you know, that, that is obviously helpful, but it's really more for people who may be sort of going to the gym, going swimming, got a few kids busy, you know, busy housewife, busy business ladies, you know, going off to work on the tube, the car, the bus, on a plane, every day, you know, so from the, you know, somebody who works at Boots, somebody who's a global CEO, you know, they are my clients, it's everybody who wants to look well. Yes, and you and your team have undergone specialist training to do this, because we're dealing with delicate areas like the eye and the lip. So tell us a little bit about the qualifications and the specialist training that you've had to over, um, undergo. Well, when I, when I started out in the industry 20 years ago, um, like many people, I got to a stage where I didn't want to do what I was doing. I was in the corporate world. I was very successful. I was on you know, the board of a company that's well-known, and I just didn't want to do that anymore. And so I thought, what do I want to do? And, you know... I might want to be a solicitor or a doctor, but that takes rather a long time. So, you know, after lots of thought and trying to find, you know, what was available. And 20 years ago, that wasn't a lot that was available, but I had been having treatment from me. I used to have to go up north to um, Hale in Cheshire to get treatments done because, you know, this was not readily available. Um, and so, so what I did was I found the people that were available and at the time, I and, and I still do now, is I wanted to do everything. I wanted to know everything. So I found companies that did training, and I did courses in, you know, cosmetic, which is eyebrows, eyeliner, lips, beauty swaps, freckles. Then I went to another company on the south coast at the time um, that did removal and paramedical, which is scars and areolas and burns and that sort of thing. So, so basically, I did all the training courses that were available, and and I still I still continue to do that. If I see somebody, you know, on you know um, at a conference or you know or or at a 
anywhere that that I'm there with other people and I think that they look like they're doing something that I might not know how to do or maybe they're doing it better than me or maybe I can learn from them. You know, I will book time with them a day or two to actually, you know, find out if I can enhance my skills because I still want to know everything. And I am the only person that actually trains people on a one-to-one basis because ultimately we are tattooing people's faces. You know, it's a cosmetic tattoo, it's semi-permanent, but, you know, it's, it's there a really long time and if you've got it done badly you want to you know you want to make sure that you've gone to the right person with this so so that's why I train only on a one-to-one basis and that's why the students I do train um, go out and do a really good job because they've been trained properly under my supervision mm-hmm. and they they're trained with you for quite a quite a long time actually yeah there, there are there are lots of courses and as I mentioned before, Steph, the, um, you know, the reality is lots of people are talking about microblading these days. And people are talking about microblading because microblading is really a skill with a tool which looks like a blade on the end of a stick. You know, that, that's as simple as it is. And it looks very easy to do. Uh, but it, it's just, people can train in microblading. Sometimes people are teaching themselves off the internet, seriously, um, because it looks a lot more simple than it is. So, so microblading is a tool that you can do very nice eyebrows with. However, what I would always encourage everybody to do who comes to train with me, and obviously money is always, you know, an issue whether you're having treatments done, whether you're having training done, but you can't really save on things like this, you know, whether it's the training or whether it's, you know, having your treatments. So I would always suggest that people do, the first course is a, a four-day course, which is one-to-one, and three of those days is working on models that are provided by us under my supervision and getting a lot of practical um, help to, to do this because, you know, it's like sort of learning to drive a car, you know, sat in your living room. You've actually got to get in the car and behind the wheel, and, and that's what we make people do. We throw them in at the deep end, but, they're at, you know, they're in at the deep end, but, you know, they've got me you know, and my assistant sort of, you know, at their elbows so they can't go wrong. And then once you've done that course, then I suggest that you do the advanced course, the paramedical, the removal, you know, and the microbading. So, you know, those can be all done together. Sometimes people do them all and sometimes people start with one and then they add on. Um, I would always suggest that people do a removal course because there's such a lot of bad work out there that, you know, they'll always be busy with that one, unfortunately. Um, but yes, you know, I do training and uh, the students that I do train are very successful, I'm pleased to say. And it's not just about the procedure that you do. It's also about training. You've got a really good eye for proportions, the nose, the face, the relationship between the eyebrow and, and the cheekbones and the lips and how it all fits together. And you've got a really, really good eye for that. Uh, and there's universal proportions that you're obviously working towards. But tell us a little bit about your consultation process, how you look at someone's face, and then your plan to enhance it. What can somebody expect when they come for a consultation with you? Right, you, you made a really good point there um, about you know proportions and whatever. And the, the reality is, I can teach anybody how to do these treatments, you know, because there are you know there are measurements to measure people's eyebrows and you know lips and you know if the nose is in the right place and the eyes are in the right place. But the reality is, you know, we are not symmetrical. And, you know, having a good eye is something that you can't teach anybody. 
So and some of my students come in and if they can see what I can see, you know, if it might be a, a millimetre out or a hair missing, um, that's marvellous because I know that they will go on and be extra good because they just have that something special. And that, that applies to everything in every job, I think. So, you know, and I'm lucky that I can train a lot of those. But sometimes, you know, I train people to a very good standard, but they'll never have that extra bit. But when somebody comes to see me, and I'm glad to say that, you know, I'm very good with proportion, colour, and I do have a good eye. You know, I, I am that creative type. So when a client comes to me, I have to be clear with what I can achieve. And, you know, sometimes they want something which I don't think is right for them. Um, and maybe it's what's in fashion now. And I, I persuade them to, instead of having, you know, the current ombre eyebrows, the powder eyebrows, I look you know, eyebrows out, that won't be in fashion in a few years. And so having that done now would not be great. So I will try and suggest what I think would be right for them. But when they come to me, what I basically do in terms of a consultation, I'm very, very clear. My appointments are long, um, and that's been a part of what people are paying for is, is, is my knowledge and my time. So first of all, what I do is I make sure that the area that I'm working on is clear of of whatever makeup they may have come in with. Um, I don't necessarily need to know how they have their makeup done because that's not necessarily how we will end up doing their makeup because, you know, perhaps what I can do might be even nicer for them. So I, I clear that area. I take a photograph, which is simply for my record. It's not going to be all over Instagram or, or everywhere else. And I will then put a very strong topical anaesthetic cream on the area that I'm going to work on because the longer that's on, the better. And then I will get them to um, to fill in some paperwork and I will ask them, you know, what they're trying to achieve. I will tell them how many appointments that will take. If they're a brand new client, it's always two appointments. There's lots of people out there that say something costs X, you know, that whatever, a few hundred pounds. And if you need a second appointment, it will be Y. No, the reality is that's just a con because it's always going to be a two appointment process if they are a brand new first client. And that's why I err on the side of caution. So I get things right because people come back a month later and have a top-up which is included in the price. It's not an extra, it's what should be done. And so once the anaesthetic has worked and we've filled out the, you know, the healthcare records, the consent form, so they know what they're going to get, they know how much they're going to pay. And whilst they're doing the paperwork, I explain their aftercare instructions, which are actually quite simple. I give them the paperwork and I literally tuck it away in their handbag with the cream so they don't leave without it. And they get to read that whilst they're doing the paperwork. Meanwhile, after the discussion that I've had, I go away and I select colours. Um, it may be one, it may be two. Because I'm good with colour, I will know based on what they've asked for and what I think will suit them and based on their, their colouring. I will choose colours that are appropriate for them. And then when I take the anaesthetic, I then draw based on, well, it could be their lip shape, it could be their eyebrow shape, it could be their what wind eyeliner, I draw on what is correct for them with them sat up in front of me so they know exactly what they're going to get. And I try to use, you know, obviously, I, I don't, I will never encourage, and I won't do somebody's lips too far outside their lip line, but I will make them symmetrical and I will make them look larger if they want them to, but within reason, because it, this all has to be done within reason because you can't wipe it away at the end of the day. And if somebody has, you know, quite a lot of hair and they pluck their hair, 
you know, some of it that's in the wrong place because it's, you know, overgrown. And I will use as much of, of bed as possible so it's not difficult for them to maintain. So once I've drawn on, based on the chat that I've had with them, based on my good eye, um, and I will show them the colours, and maybe they will have a choice of a couple of colours, and I will show what they will feel like. And once they are happy with the colour and the shape, then I proceed with the procedure. And then halfway through the procedure, I add another anaesthetic. And the actual doing of the work isn't, it doesn't take that long. Doing the consultation, getting the colour right, getting the shape right, is the most important bit, and that's why I spend a lot of time doing that. Yes, and you're very good at matching the colour with the skin tone. I've got an, a unique skin tone, and you, you brought out the perfect shade of uh, a pale nudie pink for me. And also, you brought symmetry to my eyes, and you brought symmetry to my lips, just by adding a little bit more, just to give the illusion. So you don't draw symmetrically, yeah. you draw in a way that gives the final appearance as symmetrical, but that means you might add a bit more colour to one side than the other, because overall... Yeah. It looks symmetrical, and you're you're just really gifted at that. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk more about scarring, and for those who've had cesarean sections, perhaps, or they've had a scar on their eyebrow, their face, or different parts of the body, and and how you've uh, helped cover those scars up. Um, yes, describing scars is actually um, a real love of mine. You know, funny enough, despite the fact that. You know, I had my eyebrows and lips done. Um, eyeliner wasn't available 20 years ago, funnily enough, or I would have been in there um, with that. Um, but what was important to me is I actually had acne scars on my decollete. Um, and they bothered me because, you know, as a young girl, as I was 20 years ago, um, you know, I wanted to wear sort of, you know, skimpy tops and sort of, you know, going out on the town. Um, and so, you know, I did not know that you could actually disguise scars with um, with these sort of techniques, micropigmentation. Um, and and so it was a plastic surgeon that directed me towards somebody. And that particular someone actually told me, I can get rid of all your scars, there's absolutely no problem. That is not the truth. I still have scars in that area. They are much improved, but it's very... Scars are actually tricky to treat. Um, I'm very good at treating scars because of the, it's, it's a love of mine and there are very few people that actually do treat scars. So when I'm doing scars, it's um, I, I often do a lot of ladies who have um, self-harm, acne scarring, indented scars, uh, which you don't actually have to add colour to. It's just that's a, a needle technique. Um, so when people have had, you know, enhanced breast surgery, you know, any type, whether it's, whether it's a facelift or, you know, a neck lift or a you know, breast uplift or, or reduction, you know, men who have had um, um, hair transplants, um, the, the, you know, people falling off the bike as a kid or the motorbike, you know, most of us have got scars somewhere and anybody who's undertaken surgery I'm sad to say, and I've worked alongside many over 20 years, plastic surgeons, in my experience, never tell anybody that you are going to get scars. And sometimes somebody might have a facelift, for example, or a breast uplift, and be mortified that they're left with massive scars that 
they just didn't know because the surgeon said, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to tell. So they may have a great result, but the, the scars really bother them. So what I do is I have lots of skin tones for pretty much everybody, and I match the colour to their skin tone. But with scars, the scar can actually look great when I put the colour in, but it could heal um, perfectly. It could heal throwing the colour out, or it actually could heal going slightly darker. So it's a tricky thing to do. Um, I, I believe I'm good at it. Uh, the thing about scars as well is sometimes I have people coming to me, and, and this is men as well as women, because you know there is a proportion of my clients, maybe 15% that are men, um, and you know they have their own issues, whether it's scars or problems or you know, hair loss or whatever. Um, but you can't treat somebody who's got darker scars. So the ladies who've got darker skin who actually scar with the skin darker, that is not something that we can treat. Um, and actually, whilst I'm on that point, which is not quite related to scars, but quite a lot of coloured ladies want to have their lips looking pinker. And actually, you know, ladies of colour, you know, with dark lips, I cannot, nor can anybody, make their lips go pink. You know, I can only even out their skin colour um, or their lip colour, but I cannot make their lips go pink. And sometimes, which is really annoying, that people go to somebody other than myself and, and they will actually take money off of them and say that they can do that, and then they're left with a complete enough mess. So it's you know it's very very important definitely to you know find the right person who will actually tell you the truth, and so you know what you're going to undertake, and if you're prepared to undertake that, and also what the cost is going to be. Yes, well, anyone who I interview for my podcast does what they do for the right reasons and they put the client's needs before their own financial uh, interests yeah. so and and you are definitely an example of that because I wanted more than I was allowed <laughs> by you in, in the in the procedure and you told me no this is what's going to suit you and this is what the cost will be and you actually you know reduced the bill by loads because it wasn't appropriate for my face or, or my ego so uh, I think that I want to know where that comes from. Where does that prudence and your ethics, where does that, I detect a northern accent. Is it, is it northern values that, that make you sort of conscious of doing the right thing in this area? Do you know what? I'm not really sure. You don't have, nobody's ever asked that question. It's a really good question, definitely. And as I recall, um, you have the most beautiful full lips naturally. So you certainly didn't need them in the hearts any more than they were. And you were a very pretty girl. Um, as I know from my client records that I still have of you, um, and you are due a top up young lady. Um, in terms of my values, I, I just, I'm a fair-minded person. You know, I abhor being ripped off by people. And, you know, and, you know, I had, you know, I had a lady in today, and this is not what I do sort of all the time, I had a lady in today who found it very painful having her eyeliner which is, it, it shouldn't be. You know, anything that we have done, sticking a needle in of some sort, is always going to be, you know, a little bit sore, despite the fact I use really good anaesthetics. And I got her in for a third time. She didn't ask for a third time, but I wasn't happy that she paid me quite a lot of money, and she was a bit disappointed with the results. I mean, the fact is, they were, you know, and she actually came in, you know, rather a lot of months longer than sort of the offer should have expired, but I know... I am a decent person. I've made her the offer, so so she you know she came and she had a, a free appointment today. But that's good client care because 
you know, I charge quite a lot for what I do. It's, it's a fair price with my skills and my experience and the amount of money that I pay for rent and, you know, all the, I, I, I use the best of everything and, and, and my time is limitless with, with clients. You know, I spend a lot of time with them. And I just, you know, I guess I treat people the way I want to be treated. And I've been, you know, lied to, like the lady, you know, and this person is still in business. I wouldn't mention her name. The one who told me that all of my scars would be gone, you know, about 25 years ago. And that wasn't true. And so, you know, I don't want to leave anybody feeling with a feeling that I've ripped them off or I've lied to them. And that's why I spend a lot of time in the consultation. So they know exactly what it's going to cost, how many appointments it's going to take, you know, and... And, and people sometimes pretend that they are God out there. And I, I do, as you know, Stephanie, I do, you know, quite a lot of removal. And, and they will go to somebody else and they go, oh, yeah, it's going to take three sessions. It's going to cost you X. And nobody can predict those things. Now, I can predict that if I'm doing to you as a normal person without any health issues, you know, it's going to take me two appointments to do your eyebrows. And, you know, it's going to cost X. And I'll see you in a month you know, time and we'll do the top of and that's all included in the price. But, you know, nobody can, but people are so money-grabbing and, and yeah. that's so disappointing. It and is, it is. Like it is. I mean, Harley Street's rife. Yeah. It is it, just, uh, and I, you know, charge as much as you need to and not and no more, you know, and I, I don't know where that, because I'm a capitalist really, so I don't know where this communist whiff takes over but sometimes I look at the fees and I think on what grounds I, I just don't know um that is almost uh anyway I won't go off on that because it's uh it's a different thing but anyway this client care being the focus and and also I want to talk about pain because I know a lot of people and they did not find it very painful I'm one of those wimps that found it quite painful um and it's you know I don't know why I've always been sensitive laser hair waxing so we use the uh, a special cream before the procedure that's correct but we can also take a few pills beforehand right to help the sensitive ones out yeah in, you know it, it's a good point that you said Beth, and, and actually the lady today who i i did um, wind dial and bottom island i say you know, the third appointment and i hadn't charged before it and it was say you know well you know too many months really for me to be really as a business person, but as a decent person, you know, I was happy to do that because I'd made that offer. And I said to her, because she found it uncomfortable, do you need to work with me on this one? You know, and I will work with my clients. Oh, you were very good with me. I mean, gosh, the breathing exercises, the coaching. It was like giving birth. If I ever, ever give birth, I want it's you there. It's not as bad as giving birth. But, but what I said to this client today, and I do to others, being a two-appointment process as well, is, you know, you can, some people just feel nothing. But also what I have is I have a client record of what I use on everybody. And I, I can adapt to what I have used to use something different, which might, you know, might be an understanding that stings a little bit more, but it's stronger. And I don't necessarily want to use that on everybody, it's not nothing to do with finances, it's to do with, you know, it's it just it could make the area go red or whatever. So I don't necessarily want to use that. I might, you know, I use that for something else generally. Um, but everything that we have that involves the needle 
is going to be a bit uncomfortable. You know, I had a treatment last week, which so the the doctor said this is going to sting in it, but you're good with this sting. <laughs> um, and I popped over to you know Ten Harley Street to have sort of you know a bit of a top up to something. And it is sting, and um, you know I am good with things that sting because I stick needles into people, and you know I can't be a wimp in those situations. Plus, if I am working with a person who's treating me, and if my clients are working with me, I am going to get a better result. And so, so first of all, I don't know if somebody's going to find it uncomfortable. But obviously, on the first appointment, I will. So I leave the cream on for the appropriate amount of time, and then I use the secondary and the second once the skin is broken. However, you know, on the second appointment, if a client takes two very strong painkillers about 30 minutes beforehand, it will help. Sometimes, like the client this morning who came sort of very early, you know, normally she would come sort of after work, or, you know, stressed at the end of the day, rushing, you know, on the tube or whatever. You know, um, then she would be, you know, um, more stressed, more rushed, less relaxed. And that's not conducive to have a, having a treatment where somebody's going to spend some time, you know, doing a procedure with needles on your face. But a lot of people go to other people who have found it excruciatingly painful. And they come to me and it takes about probably about a quarter of the time. It takes the right amount of time. Um, and they don't find it painful at all. So I think what I'm doing is I'm using the right cream, I'm using it for the right amount of time, and then I'm working with the client, um, suggesting what they might be able to do to help. Um, and they might be taking painkillers beforehand, um, or just generally sort of you know, grin and bear it, because the longer it takes you to do something, the more the anaesthetic is going to wear off. Um, but if we want to look better, sometimes there is a bit of discomfort, but, but often, you know, probably about 20% of my clients fall asleep when I'm doing something on them, so it can't be all bad. That's wonderful. And so tell us a little bit about the costs at the moment, and if you've got any offers for Urban Health listeners. Um, um, as it happens, yes, the, the co- you know, cost is always a factor. Um, however, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, to have your eyebrows done, was £500 20 years ago. To have a lip line done, let alone full lip, was £500. Top liner was £500. Bottom eyeliner was £500. That was the going rate in Harley Street all of those years ago. So really anybody under £500 to do a procedure, then they're not properly trained, they're not, you know, you haven't selected well. You know, so what I would say is under no circumstances should people go to anybody that's doing an offer, you know, if they're not a specialist, please do not go to somebody. This is, after all, a tattoo on your face or on your body in the case of scars, etc. So, you know, if you can't afford it, this is not the Primark of treatment. This is the Prada of treatment. So, you know, people have Botox and fillers every four to six months and it's several hundred pounds. Having semi-permanent makeup, permanent makeup, scars for help, whatever, you know, scar camouflage, it's going to last a long time if done well, and you're just going to need an annual top-up. So, so you know, you need to go to the right person, and with that, I would suggest that people look, they, you know, they want to find somebody who, um, first of all, is well-trained, they've got great before and after photos, they've got great reviews, 
Um, so not somebody who's local, maybe in the local beauty salon, maybe working from home or God knows what, because I do a lot of removal um, and and that's you know, on other people's bad work. So the cost is a factor, but remember it lasts a long time. Um, so And it's a two-appointment process, and so the second appointment should always be included. So once you've had your two appointments, then it should be annual top-ups. Um, and to answer your question, there are actually a couple of offers at the moment um, for your clients and for others. They're on the website, um, and they're on Google. And for until the 31st of January, there is £100 off having eyebrows done from £725 to £625. And for having the lips done, also £100 off from um, 850 down to 750 um, And as I said before, you know, sadly I have to do a lot of removal and I use a, a really great gel that does a fantastic job. And always going to take more than one session. So, so there's an offer of three sessions for £450 instead of £600. And there's also two offers on um, training courses um, I'm not sure that your clients are necessarily people who want to train. If so, they can always look on the website anyway. So your website is www.annettepower.co.uk. That's A-N-N-E-T-E-Power.co.uk. And I have to say, thank you so much for coming on to the show. There's so many people who I come across, but you have such passion, such ethics, such principles, such things that um, I, I just know I can refer people to you and I know that they're in safe hands. I had a wonderful time, although I'm a bit of a wimp. So for me, it's like climbing Kilimanjaro, frankly, because I, I, I'm such a wimp. But the work that you do is exceptional. And I would not recommend anybody else for the treatment that you do, because it hands down, I was looked after every step of the way, whether I liked it or not. And I... <laughs> And also, the other thing is, how many practitioners do we know who have put themselves under such treatments in so many hands? You have yourself had many procedures done with many different practitioners, and you're not uh, afraid to say that. And you, you know what it feels like to receive treatments, and you know what it feels like to receive good, bad treatments. You've, you've experienced being a client, and, and that is really reassuring. And you know, a lot of surgeons have not had the procedure done on themselves. Not that you need to, of course, but it just adds an extra layer of empathy that you have and compassion that other, other practitioners simply can't provide. So, Annette, that's my review on you. Thank you so much for thank coming you. on. My pleasure. And uh, thank you, and uh, thank you for inviting me, Steph, and uh, I appreciate your time today. That's great. Thank you all for listening to the Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy.